Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your buddy Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com back with another episode, the 115th episode of the Golf Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host as always, Adam, GolfUnfiltered.com. You can find me on Twitter at GolfUnfiltered. You can send me an email, GolfUnfiltered at gmail.com. We've got an Instagram that I'm trying to be a little bit more active on these days with a few uh, club tests that I've been doing as well as just working on my overall golf game. No guests tonight. It's just going to be me and you. It's been a long time since I've done a solo show, and there's a reason for that, because quite frankly, the solo shows are hard. And there's probably a joke in there somewhere. But I'm just saying, it is not easy to talk for a long time by yourself, especially when you have no one giving you any feedback on the other end. There's no one on the receiving end of the nonsense that I'm sure I'm going to say at some point tonight. But I, uh, this is how we got started, and I always like to kind of touch back with, you know, my roots on how we got this podcast started. As I mentioned earlier, this is the 115th episode. We've had a lot of fun over these last, I don't know, about a year and a half now, I think I've been doing this, almost two years. And we're going to have some additional guests uh, on the show. I'm just waiting for schedules to align. I can tell you that I'm going to have a multiple Emmy winner. That's right, an Emmy winner. Breaking into the pop culture side of things, folks. That's what we do here. At least now it is. <laughs> and, uh, we're going to have a multiple Emmy winner on the show. We're also going to have the lead singer, potentially, of a uh, rising rock band uh, on the show, which is very exciting. All big golf fans, of course, because we want to stick with the one common thread here at Golf Unfiltered, and that is the game that we all love. And that game, of course, is Clash Royale. No, damn it, no. Actually... <laughs> I have gotten in way too deep in that game, and folks, if you follow me on Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. It's that super popular smartphone game. I play it on my iPhone, Clash Royale. It's extremely fun, but I'm in too deep. I'm starting to spend my own money, my really-for-reals money, money that I should be spending on something much more conducive to actually living a life as opposed to uh, you know spending entirely too much time on my couch playing this stupid game. Just kidding, I love it. Um, I do, of course, mean golf. And this week, I'm recording this on a Wednesday early evening, June 14th, 2017, the year of our Lord. (laughs) The U.S. Open starts tomorrow, and it's certainly one of my favorite tournaments of the year. It's our nation's uh, national championship. And it's also one of the most annoying golf tournaments to cover, you know, when I still covered golf tournaments, because I don't really do that anymore. We're going to get into some of the more frustrating and annoying storylines, at least from my point of view, because obviously this is my podcast, and you're going to 
get what I have to say, whether you agree with it or not. But you've probably noticed a few changes on the site, and really it's it's less content as of late, and there's a few reasons for that, one of which, of course, and really, now that I think of it, the only reason, uh, well, maybe the most, the, the, the main reason is because I'm just so damn busy during my day job, and those of you who have listened to my solo shows in the past know that uh, this golf blogging thing is just something that I do as a hobby. There was a point in time when I made mon- money doing it. That time is certainly not now, and that's fine. Uh, but I do have a day job that I have to uh, attend to, and certainly, you know, it helps pay the bills and give me more money to spend on Clash Royale, apparently. But, you know, another minuscule reason is because, quite frankly, uh, covering pro golf today, and this may shock some of you, isn't as fun for me as it was in the past. A lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, obviously the Tiger effect. I would be I would be lying to myself and to you if I didn't say that Tiger Woods and everything that's gone on with him over the last few years, and certainly in recent weeks, didn't have something to do with that. Quite frankly, if you see anything about Tiger Woods in the news these days, it's usually about, well, of course, the newsworthy item of him getting a DUI, but I'm not going to go too deep into that. It's also either, if it, before that, as I said, very newsworthy item, of course, it was because he wasn't playing, and when he was playing, it was because he wasn't playing well, and then it just kind of goes down this rabbit hole that, quite frankly, it wasn't something I wanted to write about. I've tried it. You've probably read things that I've written in that vein, and I just, I, I couldn't do it anymore. It wasn't fun to do. And it's, I understand the uh, the audacity of a statement that I just made of it's not fun covering pro golf right now because, quite frankly, there's just so much fun shit going on in golf that how, how could somebody possibly not have a good time? At least somebody who fancies themselves as a semi-journalist or a, at least a golf blogger. How could you not want to write about pro golf? Well, I got to say, it's just it's, it's a weird space these days. Yeah, you can go to... And we've talked about this this this, this topic in the past... You can go to your normal websites, Golf Digest, Golf.com, Fox Sports, CBS Sports, wherever you want to go, get the breaking news, the up-to-the-minute news in golf. You're probably going to get a little opinion here and there, at least interjected within the newsworthy items, because that's what sells these days. And when I say sells, it means that's what gets the most clicks. But you can also go to other blogs, and I know that some of you come to mine, or at least did in the past, to get additional opinion on things that were happening in the world of golf, as they were happening. And sometimes we might use some cool language, like I might drop an F-bomb here every so often, and other sites do it too, so I'm not on my own little island doing this. All in the hopes, of course, that we're going to get more readers. And in some cases, writers, I guess. Because there are teams of writers that work for these alternative blogs. And they do a good job at it. Most of them do. Some, not so much. But it stopped being fun after a while. And and so we're not covering pro golf all that much, in, in written form at least. I'm going to reserve that for this podcast. And I've, I've tried this, uh, this approach in the past. And if you've followed my site in this podcast for any length of time, you know that we try to mix things up every so often. Always trying to find that new niche, that new voice, that new topic, even, to to cover 
but it's all revolving around the game of golf. And so I say all of that to point out that you're really only going to get a few things on the website these days. It's going to be, of course, these episodes of the podcast when they come out. I'm going to do a little bit more video work as I begin to research a little bit more about the golf swing. It's something that I've always done in addition to watching pro golf, tinkering with my game. I'm going to continue to do that, and I'm going to continue to document it, this time via video. And you're going to see more videos of that kind on the site. And you're also, of course, going to get equipment reviews. Now, those have slowed down. I do have the ability to, you know, review a few pieces of equipment from some brands every so often. I've got my favorites. I've never been shy about that. I've got my brands that I don't like either. And quite frankly, if you've listened to some of the shows that I've had uh, other PR people on uh, from these golf brands, they all know how the game is played. And sometimes people don't like the fact that a blogger, and many do this, don't like to play that game all the time. And what I mean by that is God forbid if you say something negative about their product. Boo-hoo. Well, stop making bad shit. Just stop making bad shit. If, if you don't want negative reviews, or if you don't want negative comments, then make a good product. But anyway, I digress. So you're gonna get the uh, you're gonna get the podcast episodes. You're gonna get the equipment reviews. You're gonna get some videos as I work my way through the golf swing, and hopefully I'll do a little bit of golf course uh, reviews as well. Um, that's something I'm I'm considering doing. So if anyone's listening to this uh, and you are part of a golf club, if you're a member, if you work at a golf club of some sort, and you would like someone to come out and take a look at your course and write a little something about it, maybe even have an interview on this podcast, feel free to reach out to me. You can email me, golfunfiltered at gmail.com. Shameless plug right there. I want to get on a golf course, damn it. <laughs> Excuse me while I take a sip out of today's beer, which is the uh, my go-to, of course. And for those of you who listen to this know what I'm talking about, it is Heineken. Did you know what's in Heineken, by the way? This show is so off the rails, I don't even care. But there are only three ingredients these days in Heineken, water, malted barley, and hops. Mm. Well, I gotta say, that combination tastes fantastic. Heineken, it's good for you. It's the new milk. I don't know. Kids, don't listen to this. Anyway. There's also, um, I'm gonna gonna write a little bit more, I believe, uh, just about golf in general in terms of my experience with it. Um, It's kind of gonna go along the lines with, uh, you know, those videos that I'm doing. Um, One idea that I've got, is to, you all know that I play Mira Golf Clubs. Those of you who read the the site, you know that I, I got fitted for a set of Mira MB you know, 001s not too long ago. I love those clubs. They're the, the best clubs I've hit, bar none, in terms of feel. Um, I don't know if they're the best for my game. And what I mean by that is, yeah, I could score well with them. They're really nice to look at. They're pretty. <laughs> But I don't know if they're the best for my game. I don't know if I'm getting the most out of these clubs. Because when I went and got fitted for the Mira clubs, which again are fantastic fucking clubs. Don't don't get me wrong here, folks. I was going in for a very specific reason, and that was to review the Mira brand. So I was walking out of that club champion in Woodridge. Not Woodridge, I'm sorry. Yeah, Woodridge, I believe. Jesus Christ, I don't know where I am. Uh, I was walking out of there with a set of, um, with a set of Mira clubs. 
I didn't try any others. I didn't get fitted for any others. This is the only set of clubs I've ever been fitted for. But I've got my specs now, and so what I want to try to do is find the set of clubs that work best for me. And I have a suspicion I know what brand that might be. I'm not going to say anything right now, of course. Maybe it's a brand that I've reviewed in the past, but that's an idea that I've got to kind of go down a little bit further down that road to find the equipment that works the best for me. Now, I think I've got two drivers dialed in. I, of course, switch back and forth between two of them right now, and I've got a third in my office that I'm looking at right now that I've, I've, I've played with, but I, it's not my favorite thing in the world. Now, the two clubs that I, the two drivers that I switch back and forth with are the Callaway Epic and the Srixon Z545. Phenomenal clubs. They're both the best, I mean, they're, they're by far the best drivers I've ever hit. I've got videos of me comparing the two on the site. You can go ahead and check them out. You can see that I hit them pretty much the same distance. And I know everyone's very much up on the Epic. Great driver. The Srixon just won a Most Wanted Driver contest. So they're both fantastic, and I go back and forth with them. One, I hit a little bit better than the other on, uh, in terms of you know keeping it on the fairway, and that would be the Epic. I have a tendency to hook the Strix on a little bit, but when I'm when I'm hitting it good, which surprisingly has been pretty often this year, I've I've actually played some pretty good golf, uh, which I'm very very pleased with. And this is during a time when I'm messing with my swing too much. Imagine that. Don't let that be a lesson to anybody because I know that's a rarity. So anyway, I'm going to do a little bit more research into the best clubs for my game. I'm going to try to document that the best way I can, both vocally, on video, and in written word. I just wanted to sound very smart right there, folks. Hopefully I pulled that off. But enough about that. Let's talk a little bit about the U.S. Open and some of the frustrating storylines that continue to come up. And there might not be a storyline that's more annoying and frustrating than this Phil Mickelson stuff. That's been going on. So, long story short, Phil Mickelson's daughter is graduating from high school. If you've, you've probably already heard this, this is old news by now if you're listening to this show and this is the first you're hearing it. She's graduating from high school on the same day, well, tomorrow. She's the valedictorian. She's doing the commencement speech. She's got a lot of stuff to do. She's very important. It's a big time in her life tomorrow. So, Phil, being the good dad, we'll get to that says, I'm not going to go to the U.S. Open, the only event, the only major that I've not won yet on my, in my Grand Slam quest. And I'm going to go be the good dad, and I'm going to go watch my daughter. Now, and everyone applauded him, of course. Most of us would do the same thing to go support our child on one of their most important times or one of the most important days of their young life. But now we've been hearing about this for every ten minutes. This comes up, either in my Twitter timeline, on Facebook, I still check that every so often, but certainly all over the interwebs. You're going to hear all this stuff about Phil Mickelson, and we have. Because God knows that all that we need to do, and what we need to hear more of, is talk about Phil Mickelson. Now, don't get me wrong, I mean, you guys know that he's not my favorite player in the world. I still love watching the guy play golf. How could you not? I mean, the, the, he's, he's got to be one of the most exciting players to, to watch and has been for 
years. But you don't learn, you don't gain a nickname like Fig Jam by accident. If you listen to other golf podcasts, one of which is an up-and-comer, it's the foreplay uh, podcast run over by those guys over at Barstool. Not my favorite podcast in the world. I think they uh, are getting better, though. They had Steve Elkington on not too long ago, and he gave some uh, some opinions. He shared some opinions. Imagine that, Steve Elkington showing, uh, sharing opinions um, about uh, the whole Phil Mickelson thing. And I mean, he basically summed it up pretty well. <laughs> He's like, you know, stop talking about it. Just stop talking about it, Phil. Is this is, is this a matter of you wanting to show everyone that, hey, look how good of a dad I am. I'm going to go watch my kid. I mean, I, great. Good for you. Well done. Now, granted, I understand, folks. I understand that the absence of Phil Mickelson, had he not told anyone why he was missing at the U.S. Open, would be pretty fucking glaring, but... We just hear so much about it. Now, of course, as time has gone on, we've heard other things about how he's still going to try to make it. He just needs a rain delay. He needs about a four-hour rain delay so he can make it to Aaron Hills, Wisconsin to make his first whole tea time. Because that's the thing. (laughs) And, of course, the weather was looking like it for a while, but the newest weather report, the most recent, doesn't look that great for Philip. Looks like he might miss it. So, spoiler alert for all you folks out there that might have him on your fantasy golf roster. I'm going to guess that Phil does not play. Now, never underestimate, of course, the narcissism of Phil Mickelson. (laughs) Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that man comes in hot, you know, in his own helicopter, lands on the first tee and tees it up. Zero warm-up swings. Bones looking like he's... uh, Hasn't slept in days. Walking around on his two new knees. And by the way, Bones looks like he's hurting. I'm sorry. I mean, I know that man, he's a tough SOB, but, you know, two knee replacement surgeries. Walking all over God's green earth with Phil Mickelson, who's having one of his best years, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Oh, by the way. He's not winning a whole lot, but man, he is playing consistent. Those two just coming out of a chopper. Phil blasting it down, blasting driver down the right side into the heather. Which kind of segues into the second storyline that's just been driving me absolutely up the wall. And that's the fescue, or the heather, or the tall grass at the cow pasture that is Aaron Hills. Now, Aaron Hills is going to be tough enough. And, oh, if you haven't heard it a million times before, the U.S. Open is supposed to be difficult. But... Everything started, at least this year, because this has been going on forever. At least as far back as I can remember. It all started with Kevin Na and his, his video. I think he put on Instagram and it made its way onto Twitter. You get that cross-contamination across all the social media networks about how high the grass was. How you're probably going to lose a golf ball. So yeah, breaking news, folks. The U.S. Open's tough. Mike Davis knows this. President of the USGA. He feeds into it. He gets off on this shit. I mean, we all know this by now. Right? I mean, is this new? Is this is this what we've you know boiled down to now with covering these majors? Our, our, 
our national championship, we're just going to talk about how high the grass is. Of course, he's going to continue to do this. Good Lord, all the stuff that USGA has been under fire for with the, the rules violations, snafus, you know, Lexi Thompson notwithstanding. And of course, there's many others that, you know, Dustin Johnson, for crying out loud, the defending champion this week, last year. Past course setups. Phil Mickelson, again, complaining, I believe it was at Marion, about a, a par three that was, what was it? He had, to, he had to hit driver. Phil Mickelson had to hit driver into a par three that year. Mike Davis don't care. He's going to continue to do this stuff. He's going to go in and he's going to make. He's going to have. I'm surprised they didn't do it this year. <laughs> have an 8,000 yard golf course. They could do it at Aaron Hills. They can get really close to it. It's going to play at 7,700. I've heard. Now, granted, it's going to roll and it's going to be windy, and you're going to have some opportunities to. Uh, you know, say that that yardage is a little fake. Probably going to be play closer to 73, 7,400. Still really, really fucking long. But he loves this stuff. He's going to continue to do it. This shouldn't be news. This shouldn't be news. So anyway, Kevin Na goes and he complains. A few other players uh, take his side. And it's always in secret, right? It's always in secret. We just hear these rumors, you know, from undercover tour pros or whatever else saying that, oh, yeah, you know what Kevin Na said? We support what he said. We, we don't want to play in this stuff. But then you got you got good guys like Rory McIlroy that go into a press conference. And he calls out the bullshit. He says, look, yes, it's hard. But these fairways are 50, 60 year, yards wide. If you hit the ball that wayward... That offline, yeah, you should be penalized. I agree with Rory. I think most of us do. Do I think that making the golf course in the U.S. Open super difficult is good golf viewing? No, I don't. I, I really don't. I don't see the point in it. I know that they want to protect old man par, you know, this whole thing that we talk about every friggin' year with the U.S. Open. But it's just, it's not fun to watch. I, I'm not I'm not in that camp. I know that there's some people out there that's like, yeah, just give us that one tournament a year where we're going to see the best players in the world struggle out there, and they're going to be just like us. Oh, fuck off. You're, they're not just like us, and they're never going to be. You go out to Aaron Hills, you play from their yardage, you're going to shoot 200, and then the difference is still there. So, the counter-argument to that, of course, well, what's the difference, Adam? Well, the difference is in the products that we've seen in other tournaments. Think about the Ryder Cup and how insanely satisfying and entertaining that was. And you're going to... Let's let's keep with Phil Mickelson, for crying out loud. When he played his singles match against Sergio, and they both shot, like, what? What the hell was it? I think Phil shot 61 and Sergio shot, what, 62? Did they both shoot 61? I don't know what it was. They were making birdie after birdie, putt after putt. It was phenomenal entertainment. Yes, I know it was a different format. I know that they were playing match play. They were probably using strategies different in that than they would at a U.S. Open. Whatever. Fact of the matter was, and is, it was really fun to watch. So, is there really that, is it really that big a deal if if these guys go super low? Is Mike Davis going to croak? Well, he might, actually, now that I think of it. Was he going to croak if 
20 under par wins the U.S. Open. Oh, my God, that's sacrilege. You don't want to say that, Adam. Whatever. People are going to watch it. People want to see players at the best in their sport perform at their best. They don't want to watch survival. No one's getting satisfied. Nobody should. I'm sure there's some freaks out there. Nobody should get satisfaction out of seeing somebody shoot 85. You're not you're not on the same playing field then, folks, with these guys. You're never going to be. I can go out to any golf course and shoot 85 and feel pretty good about it. Usually because I'm drunk. No, actually, I don't drink when I, when I play golf that much. I don't need to go see, you know, Jordan Spieth go out there and shoot 90. That's not fun for me. In that case, I'd actually much rather be on the golf course. Let these guys play like a horse race. I mean, for crying out loud, the, the, the NBA Finals just ended. Golden State Warriors, they go and they win. Second second championship in three years. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron's in like his 20th friggin' straight NBA Finals. Did you see the scores that those two teams were putting up? Now, granted, completely different sport. Totally get it. Save all those arguments to yourself. I know them. The focus is on the play on the field, and it's not the friggin' field itself. They didn't just start decide to go throw, you know, hills and stuff on the basketball court. They didn't make the hoops smaller. They didn't make the free throw line deeper. They let these two teams, the best in the league at that time, go at it. And yeah, they're going to put up close to 300 points a game combined. I don't I don't see that I don't see what's wrong with that. Does that diminish the quality of the basketball game? No. Go out, set up a golf course, go back to these classic courses to go back to something that Jack Nicholas brought up in a press conference that you know he feels that we're getting away from the classic courses in America. I agree with him. Granted, I also like the fact that we get to see some new courses every so often. I'm not so sure that I want to go to the British Open system of a rotation like Jack suggested. But go to Pebble Beach, go to Torrey Pines, set that thing up to be absolutely destroyed by these players. And you know what? The best players are still going to rise to the top. And if that means that, God forbid, somebody who's 200th on the money list is going to win a major, whoa, my goodness. So sad. I'm a fan of greatness. I've said it a few times on this podcast. I like when people dominate. I enjoy the fact that the last three NBA Finals, for example, to go back to that, consisted of the same two teams. I don't mind that. I like watching it because it provides some, I don't know, consistency, I guess. I don't know what the the right word is. I like watching it because I know the best players are on those teams. I'm going to watch it. That's why I'm a New New England Patriots fan. I probably lost all my listeners saying that. (laughs) But it's true. I like watching greatness. But at the same instance, you have to let greatness... You got to let it breathe a little bit, I guess. You know? I don't know what it... I mean... I'm just... I guess overall, I'm just sick of hearing about how tough the U.S. Open is. Shit, they play the same tournament at the... The same course at the Masters every year. And I would say the majority of the people who listen to this show think the Masters is the best tournament out there. 
They can still make that course tough, and they do. But every so often, somebody goes really deep. I don't know. Holy cow, look what time it is. We already got 27 minutes into this thing. So, folks, I'm going to wrap this up a little bit. Those are really the only two things I want to talk about regarding the U.S. Open anyway. I hope you enjoy the tournament. I know I'm going to. I'm going to go be on... uh, the Four Golfers Network podcast, hosted by Bill Hobson, immediately following the uh, the U.S. Open. We're going to record a little bit of a recap afterwards. And, folks, you know, I, I really do – I'm not just – Bill doesn't know I'm doing this, but I really do encourage you to go out and, and download and subscribe to that podcast. You know, Bill is a uh, – look, look, guys, I'm a joker. You guys know that. I've got some awful takes every so often. I, I do equipment reviews that apparently you guys like, and I really appreciate the feedback that you guys give for me on those reviews. But Bill is a guy that's been doing this for decades. He's got a fantastic, uh, you know, well, he's got a great voice. Let's just say that first and foremost. He's got that 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 radio voice that you really love, and he's just got a, a talent for doing this. And you know, he's helped me out with a lot of things uh, as I try to get a little bit better at doing this. Um, he's also given me some insight as to uh, things outside of golf, and I really do appreciate that. He's actually got a, a, a few podcasts out there that I would encourage you to check out on the Hobson Media Network. Um, and just go out and give him, give him a listen to. And yes, I'm going to be on there, and I'm on there sometimes, and so I want you to listen to me too. But definitely check out Bill Hobson's uh, Four Golfers Network podcast. I really appreciate uh, – he would really appreciate that, and I've appreciated everything that he's done for me over these last – a uh, year or so, two years, actually, probably a little bit longer than that. But anyway, uh, go out and do us a favor as well, if you would. Give us a five-star rating, or any rating really, but I hope it's five stars, because we really try to here at Golf Unfiltered make this a little bit more personal. I know that you've got a lot of options to listen to. I know that there are a ton of podcasts out there that you can listen to. Uh, some are better than others. Most all pretty much do the same thing, and so that's why I try to do a little bit different. And if you like what I do, give me a rating. Leave me a comment. We've got a lot of folks out there that have done exactly that, and I appreciate everything that you guys have said. I've always uh, been very thankful for the listeners to this show. We wouldn't have made it 115 episodes if it wasn't for you guys, but I would appreciate if you can go out and just leave us a quick rating. We'll be sure to do some more contests on the site as well as Twitter. Be sure to follow me at Golf Unfiltered. Um, I've got some things that I can give away pretty soon, but we're going to do that when the time is right and maybe not so much around the major season. And any of you who are listening, uh, if you've got any products that you want to feature on the site, I'm not asking for any handouts here, folks. I am more than happy to personally review your product if you want to send it out, but I've always had the feeling and I've always had the approach that I am happy to help you uh, get the word out about your product without any obligation. You don't have to send me anything. Now, most brands do, either, whether it be a, you know, a slight t-shirt or it's a, it's a you know, piece of golf equipment. I will give you an honest review of that product if you send me it. If you don't want my honest review, and that's backfired a few times on me, <laughs> if you don't want my honest review... Then don't send me a product, but I'm happy to at least send a tweet out with your product. I'm also willing to write um, a review of your product on our site, so be sure to do that also as well. Um, the last thing I want to say is I, and again, these these folks don't know I'm going to say this, but I really do appreciate all the support um, and the uh, the new fans that and the new listeners and readers to the site and to the podcast that have come 
as a result of my relationship with THP Media or the HackersParadise.com, for those of you who know it by that name. Now, JB over at uh, THP Media, he's a great guy. I had the chance to finally meet him face-to-face not too long ago when we did a Top Golf event uh, for THP Media um, and a lot of their uh, listeners and readers. Uh, it was it was a hell of a good time, I got to say. I, I had a great time. It's so much fun to actually meet you know real people like you and me uh, in a context of other than just hiding behind a computer screen. And, you know, this is what, you know, THP does so damn well is that they know that people want to interact with one another, especially in a community like golf. And they have established their own uh, subset of a community, I guess you can say, and they've given their own spin on what how good a community uh, golf can provide over at THP. And so I've really enjoyed meeting them. I uh, hope to do more work with them in the near future and uh, certainly go out to visit their site as well. Again, that's the Hackers Paradise. Uh, dot com and listen to all their podcasts their shows and yes we are a part of the thp radio network so you are able to listen to this show as well by downloading their app or subscribing to them on itunes so i think that's all i got for you guys today thanks for indulging with me uh, or in me or whatever that sounds weird right <laughs> for the last half hour or so on this solo show of the golf unfiltered podcast we will have some more guests on coming right up i'm going to bring the old lady back this is a this is a spoiler alert we're bringing my wife Kristen, back onto the show because i know she's a fan favorite i i constantly get questions on when she's going to be back on the show it actually gives me a little bit of a complex <laughs> but she's going to be back on to give a recap of the u.s open because we're actually going to watch the u.s open uh probably or at least the final round uh at her father's house as we celebrate father's day so i'm celebrating with my dad uh the day before so thanks again for listening as always we'll be back a little bit maybe not this week uh but certainly very soon with some guests as always this is your buddy adam signing off